Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle call! Hey, hey! Hello, welcome to another edition of the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. Hello, friends. Have you seen, did you see the video today? Jim Nance? Uh, all the Big Ten, all the Big Ten um, football highlights with the CBS college football theme in the background of them? No. Was it weird? It was. It was weird. One of the things that was weird, because you're used to seeing it with the SEC music, one of the things that was like this hype video that was weird was <clears throat> they're showing all these moments, but it's like Rutgers touchdown, Pat Fitzgerald slow motion screaming. I'm like, guys, play the hits here. Give me Ohio State. Give me a Harbaugh. Come on. Let's not overthink this. We don't have to get everybody in. Yeah, give me a Saquon Barkley 80-yard run. You know, maybe even – I, hell, you could throw in a Matt Liner touchdown pass this time. That crossed my mind too. <laughs> you know, I, I I saw you know, and classic social media, the UC Regents trying to flex their muscles, like that this deal was signed, like there ain't no coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was I was in the car this morning and Brett McMurphy was on, and they asked him because what's it like over a billion dollars a year, right? Uh, seven billion total or something. Yeah, seven. Yes. Yes. Yep. They asked him what he thought. He thought what the uh, the whoever's like some guy filling in for Adam Shine asked him what he thought the influence of the ad in the L.A. schools meant to this deal. And he said, you know, it's hard to truly. Brown, people would say 15 to 20 percent. Value just of those two schools. Zeus says, don't sleep on Nebraska this year, boys. I did, but uh, Wilner was tweeting this morning that like the UC is trying to block UCLA. Oh yeah, yeah. He put it at ten to fifteen percent, which seems way too high to me. I put it at like point two percent. Yeah. I think what somebody told me around uh, is that what what they might be trying to do is just getting get some money for Cal out of the deal. Yeah. Which I, okay, I the, why I feel no sympathy for Cal, and as someone who grew up going with his dad to Memorial Stadium, is that like. If it was Oregon or Washington or a program that truly, truly cared, and I'm not saying the coaches don't care, but the athletic program, the ultimate school. The institution, yeah. The, the institution just doesn't give a shit. So if if you were screwing someone, that, that tr- it truly meant something to, right? Yeah, like like know. Oregon. Hell, Oregon State, Washington State, like, care, right? I, I just, I'm sorry. If we list the Pac-12 schools, the institution, Cal, is easily at the bottom, right? Yep. I so it's, that, that's where... As someone who honestly wishes these schools would stay and we could be nostalgic and keep what we had going, which is clearly never going to happen. 
they're the last school that kind of gets to you know bitch and moan and try to make a big deal. And I think and I don't know that they, they I don't know if they have or not. I've I've never I haven't heard Cal say anything, but they might not have noticed. If you ask the president, you're like, what? <laughs> well, there was some story that they were they would have been okay with it. So I don't know. If you are watching us on YouTube, all right, like, subscribe, maybe set a little alert for this channel. We appreciate that, helping our YouTube channel grow. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great, too. Give us a review. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. You help us grow that way as well. Share it with friends. Share it with enemies. Um, we uh, we appreciate that big time. Yep. Please do it. Share it with your friends. Leave reviews. Uh, we'll get back to the mailbag uh, coming up here soon. Football season right around the corner. Fire in those mailbag questions in our uh, Apple iTunes. And, uh, yeah, subscribe. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Podcast. Tell everyone about it. I was eating dinner last night with a former UC Davis football player that played in the 80s with Chris Peterson and Dan Hawkins and uh, Gary Patterson and mm. Bilotti. I mean, just some of the stalwart names that we all grew up hearing big stories about. And he's like, no multiple people that love the pod. So we are uh, we are well represented in the in the five three zero area. You know the the Davis Woodland Dixon winners. You know uh-huh. West Sac uh-huh. area. <laughs> uh, that market size that the the big so big the Big Ten's interested. Yeah, well they're at, guy they're adding lane on each side of the uh, of the causeway. I don't know if you knew that. I I haven't uh, I haven't driven over the causeway in probably about a year. No, actually yeah. I have. I didn't yeah. notice though. Uh, shave it or save it. Somebody asked. Hey, that'll be coming back too. Hey, yeah, leave, tra- leave trail on. Leave trail on. John, John, yeah, leave trail on. John was probably having dinner last night with a Tito's. Extend summertime. That's our slogan, not theirs. We are sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. How amazing it is! Twenty-five years, over twenty-five years, they've been going strong since Tito Beverage built his very own distillery, put his life savings into it, and then became. One of the great vodkas in the world. Award winner. Chairman's Trophy for the world's best vodka tonic. Double gold at the World Spirits Competition and the official drink of Haberman and Middlecoff. Yep. I actually, uh, I was planning on driving from Davis back to Walnut Creek last night and I decided not to. So I, but I didn't have a cocktail, but a round got ordered and the round got ordered. It turned out by Bob Myers, brother-in-law. And guess what he said? We need some Tito's and sodas. So yeah. four of them got delivered. So uh, I, and I didn't know it at the time, but when I'm driving home with my brother, he's like, you know who that was, right? I'm like, no, I don't know who that was. We we're just talking normal. And he's like, oh, it's Bob Myers' brother-in-law married to his sister. So nice guy, told some good stories, had, had a couple Tito's and sodas. Like, there that- you go. How about a Tito Rita, John? Two ounces of handmade vodka, a little orange liqueur, some lime juice, a quarter ounce of agave. Woo! That, that sounds fantastic. Maybe a uh, maybe a Tito soda lime. That's an easy one. Extra lime, my order. But uh, however you enjoy, enjoy it responsibly. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Forty percent alcohol by volume. Name lady proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Go go, go check out Tito'sVodka.com for all these great recipe ideas. And I think we'll break somebody uh, break something out new on Saturday night. Break out a new. Uh, I might try something Saturday night. We're going live on Saturday night. After a Niners Vikings, so how do I look? Good. One, two, three, Tito's. <laughs> Woo! That's what, if if I knew Dan Campbell, I, I would tell him to do that breakdown. We yeah, we could use Dan Campbell. Give us a little, uh, give us a little pep talk. Was uh, Dan Campbell's put down a Tito's or two in his life? I don't think there's oh any question God. about that. Yeah, <laughs> one thousand percent. Dan Campbell, that what what would you guess Dan Campbell is? 6'5, 275? Yeah, I mean, he looks incredible. He's still got like that. He clearly had an elbow injury at one point in his career. If you haven't watched Hard Knocks, we are pro Hard Knocks. John highly recommended. I watched both episodes yesterday and uh, enjoyed it. You agree? Easy watch, just, you know, just a solid football couple hours. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Jared Goff throwing a couple touchdowns. All those, all those guys that, uh, were co- were players that are now coaches on the staff. You described it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of, you know, Kyle goes a bunch of guys that look like me and you that like, this guy even play high school football. And then they all end up getting caught, co- you know, NFL jobs. Dan Campbell went the opposite. He got a team that like, if you had to strap it up, the lions would be a 10 point favorite against every team in the league. Right. They got quarterbacks, DBs, tight ends, running backs. I mean, they, they got it all. 
Mark Brunel, underrated player. Like, Mark Brunel was good. Was remember? he underrated? Well, I think he made Pro Bowls. Well, I know. I don't think he's underrated. I think people think Mark Brunel was a great quarterback. Yeah, I, I just don't think people really talk about him. You know, well, he I disappeared. Mean, I, he was. He just like he went straight into coaching. True, but I, I just mean for a guy that like how many Pro Bowls do you think Mark Brunel made? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Five, six would have been my guess. Yeah, maybe I'm overhyped. Three, but okay. Yeah, three, three. A really good player. Yeah, yeah, really good player. From a fifth round pick to a sixteen year career. Not bad. I want one of those grit, those Lions grit hats. It looks like they're only, you know, like team issue. It doesn't, I don't think they sell them. Yeah. Do you notice one of the coaches wearing a hat that just says grit? feels like he stole it from part of my take. Yeah, it is grit week. They did have grit, grit, the definition in the team room, right? You think Dan Campbell stole grit from part of my take or did part of my take take grit from Dan Campbell? I think part of my take stole just grit from football. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a fate. I mean, isn't Angela Duckworth the most important characteristic of a successful human being is grit? I mean, I think that's like her book. I think it's called Grit. Grit, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Duckworth's uh, book. Yeah, it's Duckworth's book. There's yeah. the other I mean, one. I, Talent is overrated by uh, Jeff. Uh... Anyway, what's Tim right. Grover? Just don't be a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Grover. I don't know. Uh, all right, John. As you said today, choose love. Love always wins. We finally got our photo. Kyle Shanahan and Kirk Cousins. Enlarge that guy. That's 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 what I was. It's better than I expected it to be. That that photo of the two guys coming out, and it felt like this feels like Kyle made an effort to go see his guy. Right. This is clearly you can see the purple. That's connected to the players' locker room, maybe the training room where the Vikings are going to come out. Maybe the Niners did too. I don't know the exact setup, but the Vikings are coming out here. Kyle Shanahan made an effort to walk over there and greet his guy. That Let's be real. This was a marriage. Part of the reason we talk so much about this, because it was destined to happen. Like two people that, you know, when they're 20 years old, like these two people are getting married. They're having kids. They're going to they're gonna spend the rest of their life together. It felt locked. And up until a crazy night when Bill Belichick or morning text Kyle Shanahan, like, you got 30 minutes, I'll send you my guy. And the world changed. You know, that guy was going to get married and met some girl at a bar and <laughs> never looked back. I, I still think you don't ever forget about your, you know, a true love that didn't happen. And that that's what this feels like on both ends. Like, it's obviously been very lucrative for Kirk. I would say the Minnesota Vikings, his career has gone pretty good there, right? He's thrown a bunch of touchdowns. He's made a ton of money. I think he's earned a lot of respect in the league, you know. Uh, and Kyle obviously has won four playoff games, also made a ton of money, contract extensions. But the way they're looking into each other's eyes, it was like, we know what could have been, you know. We know. You can't quantify what, what would have happened because it would have yeah. been lucrative and just fun. You know, we kind of speak the same language. We're both just kind of geeky in our own little weird ways. Uh, I ended up getting Zimmer, who's the the angriest asshole ever Kyle's like I got Jimmy who I forced me to trade 17 picks to get up this other guy even though it went pretty well but didn't text back this could have just this could have been great man Uh, you know we I quote it sometimes because I think it's such a great line but the old Garth Brooks song some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers if Trey Lance turns out to be what they want Trey Lance to be then as uh, Rascal Flat saying God bless the broken road that led me to you uh you know, it's. I think it's probably for the best. You know uh, that sometimes what you want, the way you would contr- completely control the situation, isn't actually. Uh, it might be safe, but it may not be the thing that can take you to the top. I think there's a chance that if this marriage had happened, the Niners made the playoffs more than just two times over five years, but have less overall playoff wins. Yeah. To I me, there's a chance they have one playoff win and four playoff appearances, or something, or no, no Super Bowl appearances. <laughs> I mean, guy, they might have had one playoff win, and that might have been in like the first round. Yeah, but I, I, could, also, I could also see a home, a bad home playoff loss where all guy, uh, Captain Kirk, throws a couple picks, you know, and everyone's like, "We can't win with this guy." Kyle's like, "No, I believe he got us to twelve wins." Well, it's, he's like, he's um, you know, you've heard the phrase "golden handcuffs." Uh, is that I heard it like when I lived in the city. It was it was like uh, 
you know, rent control is golden handcuffs because the rent oh, I thought is that's so what good. Elon and the elites use in their orgy parties. Uh, no, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but the rent is so low that you won't leave. But that means you'll just end up living in a one bedroom apartment forever because it feels like you can't give up good rent. And um, I think in some ways, Kirk is golden handcuffs. Like it would have been perfect for Kyle in so many ways. And yet it'd be so hard to upgrade. Right. You wouldn't find a guy. It, you would just keep saying to yourself, well, I, yeah, I want a little bit of a better quarterback, but it's really hard to find somebody to replace him. So I'll just never take the step back necessary in order to take two steps forward. And, um, you know, the Vikings didn't have anything. So this is a great option for them. But ultimately, at some point, biting the bullet and drafting a quarterback number three gives you a better chance to reach the mountaintop. I even think in a weird way because Jimmy was a less potent thrower than Cousins, it forced Kyle and John kind of to build the team and think about game plans probably a little different than they even might have with Kirk, which might have led them to some losses that might not have happened. Like, ultimately, Cousins got good enough pretty quickly that, like, is he... Not that you got to have... There's a certain amount of attempts good players have to have. But Jimmy was cool with like every game throwing 18. He'll do whatever, right? He was just cool just telling him what to do. He'll execute as well as he can, make some mistakes. I think once you kind of view yourself as a better player, like one of Jimmy's best characteristics, sometimes in a given play, he does dumb shit. But I do think he understands exactly who he is. I think a knock sometimes on Cousins just over the last like five or six years, sometimes he thinks he's better than he is. Because he's kind of on this weird line where it's like, well, look at his stats, man. Pretty fucking, he can throw mid-30s, high 38 touchdowns or something. But you watch him, you go, well, he's not, he's not the other group of guys. But I bet if you looked at him, he's like, I view myself, maybe not Patrick Mahomes or whatever, but I'm much closer to him than I think the group you think I belong to. Yeah. He's also playing with Diggs, Jefferson, Thielen, right? Now, he's not playing with great defenses. But he is playing with great weapons. Dalvin Cooks. Went uh, healthy. Yep. Madison, the Boise State running back's a badass. Yeah. Yep. So by the way, did you see that uh there was a there was a fight? Not a fight, but that Adam Thielen got pissed off today. As I predicted, John, Niners spent Wednesday getting burned in the secondary. They started tackling guys to the ground today. Adam Thielen got mad about it. Who do you attack? I know, but I don't know anybody in particular. One of the Vikings reporters tweeted out. I mean, you saw that you tweeted the video or retweeted the video of um, Drake Greenlaw not detaching himself from a tackle. But I think this, it's just going to be the nature of this defense. They're just they're an edgy group. Yeah, I, I could see Thielen. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine. Do you see the highlight of Justin Jefferson's one handed catch? He was like seven yards out of bounds, but it was like Jesus. Can can every guy in the league now? Catch one-handed? Like, how many guys, how many of the top 20 wide receivers can pretty easily, if you put in their vicinity, like, come down with a one-handed catch? It feels like the percentage is pretty high. Really high. I felt like when we were kids, I mean, a one-handed catch would have been a play of the month, right? I mean, a legit, like, in traffic. like You think it's it's glove-related? I think that's added to it, yeah. It's like, are guys really hitting 350-yard drives, or is it the technology in the ball so insane, right? I mean... I, I I think have you ever put on just felt one of those gloves? I've had I've seen people argue old players like everyone talks a lot of shit about the Stickum crew, but it's it's closer than people ever want to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. I do think like with something that's mechanical, like driving the ball or throwing the ball, there's been such a progression in the video technology yeah. that you can really hone in every centimeter, every pitching arm slot, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but true, but video, no, but I, I agree with your ultimate point, which is, it does feel like it's happening left and right. I maybe guess you get, maybe guys used to be kind of afraid to do it. Like this is bullshit. Why am I going to try and catch it with one hand when I can catch it with two and not get yelled at? Wonder if like training regimens, regimens with judge machines have changed. Were you just working on it? Right. You know, like the Steph guy who's kind of a, What's his trainer's name that now trains a bunch of people? Like you just get a specific trainer. He does yeah, some like, tennis uh, balls. Yeah, you know some of those hand ideals. What's that guy's name? He, I remember early when it, Steph was not, blowing up, he was doing interviews left and right. I think he still does a lot. Hand, I thought. Not hand. Is it Jimmy? Someone, G- Jimmy Hand. Bill Hand. Uh, 
I, I thought it's something Ham or Hand or something like that's his last name. I, I thought he did trains Joel and Bead now too. Oh, D- Brandon Payne. Brandon Payne. Okay, I'm a little off. Um, you, you can still, if you're in the car on the right day, it's like John Lund. Coming up next, Brandon Payne tells us about Steph Curry's new uh, ball trick. Uh, yeah. All right. Should we don't jump into some stuff? Yeah. Do we want to start with? Uh... Yeah, start with whatever. Well, I know, but whatever. Deshaun Watson's suspension was announced today, John. 11 games and a $5 million fine, which means he'll return for the Browns game against the Texans. NFL Network has reported that um, the Browns will not trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, so we can talk about the Deshaun element of this, but there's a preseason game on Saturday. Then everybody plays a preseason game Thursday. The following no, they, week. Do, they, they don't actually. Oh, they yeah. We that. talked about this. What is it now? Is it is there anybody Sunday? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think okay. there's there's just the Niners play on Thursday. But That's right, because you went to Saturday. three preseason games. You don't have to have yeah. everybody play. Early. You got a lot more time. Thank you. yeah. You've corrected me now twice on that. Um, but at that point in time, if no starting quarterbacks get hurt to the degree that the Niners would trade Jimmy Garoppolo, we, we are looking at basically a week and change before Jimmy Garoppolo would probably get released at this point. Because if he's not going to be a Brown and the Steelers aren't going to trade for him and the Texans aren't going to trade for him, then no one's going to trade for him. Is it? I think it's on the table now that he's traded within the next seven, eight days, right? What are you once the preseason, like once Thursday or Friday end, whatever that date is, like the let's just 24, 25th, do you really going to hold on till the 30th? Like who just hope some guy gets hurt in a practice? No, I, I no, I'm that's what I'm saying. The last game at 27th is next, the fall, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So at that point, if no one's been hurt, isn't it time to cut him? Yeah. And depending, I mean, is it at this point in time, is it crazy to think that he's not released sometime next week? You could say, what's the rush? That's always the pushback. But like, what what, what are we doing at this point? You just holding out hope that. <laughs> but you can say that for the last several weeks. What I, I know, but it was a little right. different. There a couple things you were, it felt like. You're waiting on Deshaun. Deshaun thing. And. If you're the Browns, you don't have the picks. You're waiting on him to get cut. Uh, all of a sudden, the Jets thing happened. You're like, oh, my God. And then it turns out it's not that bad. And yeah. worst case, he misses a game or two. Uh, so if you told me, let's just say they – let's just say Monday comes around. And, you know, the 49ers have just – they worked with Jimmy. Jimmy said, could I be released? And they were cool, and they released him. I, I don't even think it would be that crazy. Like, they held on hope. Through all the July, the majority of August, the main curveball was Deshaun Watson. They had one injury in a weird way. Not you and I were rooting for Zach Wilson to be fine, but like it would have behooved them if he would have been out for the season. It didn't go that way. And they just gave him a skate. Like, what's the likelihood? Like, at this point, we've seen these preseasons. Like, the Zach Wilson thing was kind of glaring because that never really happens, right? It's just none of these guys are even playing in the games now. You know, and it's weird, like Stafford's kind of come back. If I'm the Niners, though, let's just – the Zach Wilson thing. The Zach Wilson thing doesn't make me think that no one's going to get hurt. It makes me think that somebody might get hurt because he almost got hurt bad enough to have to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But like, I think it's, le- I think it's less likely lottery. now all these teams like are playing these guys, right? In the third pre- – not in the second preseason game, but are they going to come back and play in the third preseason game? Like Bill Belichick hasn't played Mac. Like, you know, I just think it's becoming more and more in vogue, right, to not play guys. Like when Bill's starting to do it, that, that's all is I'm Mahomes saying. Is going to play again, or is he done after one game? Um, Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he – but, yeah, he could play. Obviously, if he got hurt, I, they'd be desperate, but – But this was the last great hope. Now, it, you – I don't think you said this just now, but – it doesn't mean he couldn't be a Brown. It just means they're not going to trade for him. But is there a world where they release Jimmy Garoppolo and he signs with Cleveland? Yeah, 100%. Don't you think? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, you think Jimmy Garoppolo is immediately signed or you think it could be like? I think he may wait. Is there is he a lock to be on a team week one? No, because I I think it might be in his best interest to wait. Like, what are his options? Does he want to go sign? I, I don't even know really what his options would be outside of Cleveland at this point, right? But it might be in his best interest to 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 wait a second and see if anything else happens. 
You could argue he just pulls a Gruden, uh, like Monday Night Football, just go away for a year. Sometimes just you go away, your hype grows, and then all of a sudden someone gives him like a two-year, $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed next year. <laughs> you just don't play. You just take the year off, train, stay in shape, post some videos every once in a while of like working out with like, you know, some guy that's like 38 that's been out of the league, like a Anquan Bolden or whatever, like somewhere in Florida, and you're just getting sweats on. You're just like, you know, I just I needed to step away. There weren't any good options. I, I want to be fully healthy for 2023. And the hype people just like, remember this guy he won four playoff games? Remember this guy? He's played in all these big games. And your hype kind of grows. But you go to a team and you struggle. It's like you put a new tape. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's just Kyle Shanahan. Stay away from that guy. Not going to happen. But I don't think it's like if he just didn't play – and just use some weird excuse like, you know, the options suck. I didn't need the money. I just wanted to make sure I was fully healthy. I didn't quite feel right. I'll be 100% ready to go by when free agency starts, ready to land with a new team. His his interest could grow. I, I think it would be, you know, he's done the thing where he joined a team in the middle of the year and it worked. And I, and I could see him thinking he could do that again, right? Just wait, see, kind of target some teams that are good. You don't want to go do that with a shitty team, but – you look up and uh, I don't know if New Orleans would count as good, but they, I mean, they could be solid if something happens to Jameis, like Jimmy could, could join a team week seven. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like, to me, that's a possibility. Something happens to Trey, boom, call him back. Comes back. Kept him this long. Not a terrible take, actually. Although we can talk about the Niners quarterbacks. So anyway, Deshaun will be back. Deshaun will be back against the Texans. So 11 weeks without him, um, which kind of seemed like the story. If he didn't get suspended for the year, the story out of Cleveland had been that they would stick with Jacoby. But 11's a long time. 11's more than half the year. So you wondered like if it was that long. But Well, you can't I, afford to be like four and seven or something, right? You got to be like six and five and still to depend on him coming back and being good. I mean, we've seen it. Carson Palmer, we've seen guys take time off, and it's just he hasn't played in a long, long time. I saw a headline today that he's like, obviously they're going to put him on. Like, he's not going to play anymore. So it's like his reps, just an exhausting story. You're saying he's uh, not going to practice anymore. I, I don't know practice. No preseason games the next couple gotcha. games because they need to get some other reps. I, I Maybe they'll still practice him. Um because even if he's not practicing "quote unquote" with the ones anymore, you can still get him reps. Uh, you know, because technically his, his suspension doesn't start; these suspensions don't start till week one. So I, I would imagine you utilize all the time you have with him. But uh, you know, there's no way around it. Kind of a black mark on the NFL in terms of just this situation was just it's dragged out so long, right? To me, it's it's the length of this thing. <laughs> I mean, we've been going. He missed. Remember at this time last year, he was like lining up at safety with this going on. So we are, how long does it feel like this has been going? A year and a half? And then it only comes back up when he comes back. This is just the return on investment on Deshaun Watson, the the star player, has just been terrible. I think when you say his name, just negative connotations are struck emotionally by people. It's just, it's not a good thing. Additionally, the Browns have matched the bad publicity that Deshaun has brought by their action. I mean, the Jimmy Haslam, D Haslam press conference today was not a positive for them. The interview that Deshaun did the other day. Wait, Jimmy Haslam and D Haslam did a press conference today. Oh yeah. With Andrew Barry. And it was just, Jimmy actually said, you know, there's a lot of other players that are reporting to camp today as if like, you know, there's some other good stories here, people. How come nobody's talking about Miles Garrett, huh? Well, someone asked Deshaun Watson, I just saw, he's like, why are you sorry? He's like, because I triggered a lot of people. It's like Deshaun. Well, he's just adamant that he did nothing wrong, that all the women wanted his dick, basically. I mean, that's what he's saying, because it's it's out that he had sex with all, you know, the majority of them. He just claims it was consensual, so he's just saying they all wanted to fuck me. It's like, that's, and he's standing by that. That's why it's just the whole thing. I think is uncomfortable for a lot of people because it's like the amount of women though. I'm I've always taken the stance of like, I never make the one-on-one situation. Only two people know, right? The Zeke and the chick or the Roethlisberger. No one knows except truly those two people. Like everybody, like unless you were in the room, no one has a clue. A situation where it gets the amount of the quantity. I'm sorry. It's just hard to just say something weird. Like how does this happen? It's never, it's unprecedented with an athlete. 
It's he's basically saying it's 24 misunderstandings. But there were actually way more than 24. That's well, the yeah, other. whatever the number. I mean, but <laughs> uh, Mark on the stream says, would Andy Reid sign Jimmy to back on Mahomes? Jimmy can pull a Trubisky and be the top free agent quarterback on the market next offseason. I'm not sure who their backup is, but I doubt Chad Henney, 37 years old, followed by Shane Bouchel. Remember SMU, I think? I think they like Chad Henney. Yeah, I mean, he's not better than Jimmy, though. If something were to happen to Mahomes. When they signed Chad Henney originally, it was because they wanted a married guy behind their young quarterback. But now Mahomes is like the leader and married with a kid. So maybe that goes out the window. I, I You know, I don't know how you transition. Like, that was a big thing when Mahomes became the starter. They wanted an old guy who's married. Does that change once that guy becomes married and like 27 with a kid? I, you know, I don't, I don't, not necessarily. I do think it's, you know, we'll talk about this when we look ahead to Niners Vikings on Saturday. A backup quarterback you trust, you're, you're not, you know, you're not really all that interested probably in incremental improvements if you trust a guy. Um, it would be a good fit for Jimmy just because it would be the Chiefs could do it because there's no, like the Dolphins. Could the Dolphins do it, right? No. Pretty, you, you well, if you do it, then you're just saying, Tua, we don't, you're messing with him. Yeah, but Mahomes, he's good enough that no one would think twice about it. Um, could the Patriots do it? No. Could the Bucks do it? Yes. You Depends. can do it if Tom says yes. Well, but you see Tom Bowles, they say he doesn't, Tom might not be back next week. Well, yeah, because Tom, but Tom would have to, is Tom going to retire? Well, if he did, they would be interested immediately, right? Todd Bowles on Brady's return. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. I'm not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee. There's no definitive date. We'll keep in touch and try and find out. That's not. Those are not the words of a pre-planned absence. Doesn't seem to me. Pretty weird. Could he retire? I wonder if she's trying to get him to. I wonder if he's having second thoughts. I, I do think his pride, I, I think it would be hard for him to come back and retire, don't you? And like quit, he'd feel like he's quitting on his team a little. Yeah. If he retired, it'd be pretty nuts, I think. So, I don't think I there'd think be a retire or a comeback again. If he retired, like he would be done. Yeah. Maybe he I realized mean, football I, didn't mean as much to him anymore. I Maybe wonder if he, he pulled the plug, missed it, came back, and then realizes he didn't miss it as much as he thought he missed it. Like you just lost a little something and he can't get that little something back. The little thing that made him as competitive as he is at 44, 45 years old. Just turned 45 a couple weeks ago, I think. Like, I wonder if that little thing is gone. Yeah, it might be. Maybe the Niners are holding out for that. (laughs) There's always going to be something, though. You always, there's, this is the way it works. There's always something else to hold out for, John. You can hold out like, hey, what if, uh, you know, what if Ohio State just, they lose CJ, just transfer portal. You just, I mean, they, you hear every fucking thing. It's like, guys, There's but then things something. happen. Think about it. We This whole time we're like, what's going to happen that makes them hold on to Jimmy worthwhile for them? But a million things happen. Yeah. It's just, but there's all, you could always keep saying it's a Donnie ruse. Yeah. Maybe it is a, a Donnie ruse. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some 
garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, John, uh, riddle question, riddle, trivia question for you. Do you know where the best place to be at an NFL field is? Uh, as a fan, player, coach? Just the best place to be. Uh, in the end zone with the ball? Yeah, actually, you you beat me. I was going to say just next to Nick Bosa. <laughs> just on the defensive line with Nick Bosa. Because when this man's on the defensive line... All eyes, although in this particular drill here, he's getting single blocked by the left tackle, so all eyes were not on him. This video, again, from Brad of the SF Niners. How about uh, that D-tackle coming in there as well? Great. great, Well, this is what we saw yesterday, remember, on the um, Kinlaw video, that it was three other guys were getting pressure, too. Look at this. Cousins would have got killed. Cousins, I mean, honestly, guy, Cousins would have got killed here, wouldn't he? Yeah. God, this is it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, I mentioned this to you right before we came on is for the hype he's getting. And I, I do believe now there's no like people aren't paying enough attention. No, the, the hype on Nick Bosa is absurd right now. It's well-earned. You know, sometimes hype, you know, like this guy is, I, you know, I think I think Giannis take a step. And then you watch him like, holy shit. Right, and the hype on certain players, and it happens a lot of times in sports. And it's like, God, can we pump the brakes a little bit? I think the hype on this guy, honestly, the guy that catches this ball as well, the hype on Justin Jefferson is pretty high. Catch it one-handed, pretty sweet. I think that was a different play, wasn't it? Okay. Oh, you might be right. That was the play. What the video I don't have is Bosa dominating the tight end, which honestly is not even. It's not even video worth playing. It goes exactly the way you think it would. It's it's 
Stu, you can't. Is an NFL team really going to try and block Nick Bosa with a tight end this year? Well, not consistently. And I saw maybe Lombardi was like, I don't know why they keep throwing the tight end on him. You know, they're not game. They're just running some plays, right? right? right. And Bosa just they're lining up. It's an unfair in a game plan situation. I would imagine they would avoid, but. Football is ultimately football. Like you, there aren't like you know you can put three tackles over there. This play you see right here is a pretty normal play, right? Just looks like shotgun four or five wide. Maybe there's three or three wide. They got a running back who's on that side to probably help chip. Doesn't uh, he doesn't touch him? <laughs> so I it like this is not. It doesn't feel like Kevin O'Connell doing some crazy plays. Like that looks like a pretty normal formation to me, right? You can only do so much. Like you ultimately do need your left tackle, whether it's Nick Bosa or whether it's some random backup on the Texans. He's gotta like that guy's gotta be able to block some people throughout the season by himself, right? Yeah. So, I, do you think twenty sacks is in play if he's healthy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. This team last year was 3.1 sacks for, per game. In 2019, they were slightly better at 3.2 sacks per game. Um, maybe they could be the most productive Chris Kacarek D-line since he, you know, with the 49ers, uh, just because it feels like Bo- Bosa's at his peak. I just, it's, it is going to be for everybody else, for Armstead, for Givens, for Omenahu, for uh, Drake Jackson, for Ebicam, for Jordan Mills. It's, uh, you know, the the year with Alden and Justin Smith was so incredible. And Justin Smith got so much, rightfully so, got so much credit for it. But this feels like it's not just one person that benefits. It's everybody's going to benefit from this guy. And part of it, too, is that he is not just going to, he's going to be getting the sacks for himself. That's the part that makes him so special. Yeah, I I, I do think by like this third year, I guess he started kind of getting in trouble. Alden had become like he he looked just like a specimen that was unblockable human. It's like what is this? And what's cool to me about pass rushing, right? When you were around Alden Smith, it was like he didn't look like a lot of NFL players, and but they come in all different shapes and sizes. Then just a couple years later, Khalil's drafted, and we were around him a lot, and he looked a lot different physically than Alden. And I, I do wonder sometimes Alden would have been a great player if he would have had a fucking normal head on his shoulder and get arrested a lot. But a lot of the consistent best pass rushers are kind of in the Bosa Mac, you know, uh, Vaughn Miller, kind of that six two to six three. You know, Derek Thomas, an all time great pass rusher. When you can bend like that, part of Alden's was he was his levers were it, it was stupid how long you know he's six six almost his arms. Bosa's ability to like play so low and bend is an unstoppable move, right? Like he's not sometimes like I think Khalil always kind of fell back on power a lot of the time because he was so strong. And sometimes just naturally, like some 330 guys, maybe not neutralize you, but they just kind of get in front of you. You just don't kind of get that many sacks. When you can win with speed consistently, you're just an unstoppable player. I think that's easily the best move. Just a speed rush that your speed is elite. And to me, that's what he has. Shot out of a cannon. Von Miller had that in his prime. I think from a defensive tackle, like ultimately Aaron Donald's really powerful, but he is so fast. It's like cat. It's like, it's like people like barely touch him. He gets so much hype, how strong he is and the weight. But his best plays, it's like he dips before they even get him. Now it's way different inside, right? It's like a little dip. As a as an edge rusher turning the hoop, and the way he's doing it, and he's been doing it all camp, and what these clips these two days are just like, how are people going to slow this guy down? Well, he he sets him up to dip around him, and then just goes through him. <laughs> Doesn't this set up to you like Bosa is going to go around the left tackle? Well, and I, then he I, just goes right into him. You know what? He, it's like he changes halfway and decides straight line will be quicker. Well, I think we talked about it yesterday. When you're that fast, like Bosa, I wouldn't say has like a elite bull rush. Like, uh, you know, Khalil, I guess, would probably be one of the best bull rushes we've seen. Joey's got pretty strong. Like, to me, Joey's more of a power player. When you're that fast, if you watch that clip, the guy's like leaping back, you know, because he doesn't want to get beat around the corner. 
Well, when you're leaping back, and I'm not Howard Mudd here, I don't think you're in your best position to like kind of anchor down. So all of a sudden, I think Bosa realized this guy's fucking off balance. I just because he doesn't really like throttle him, he just runs right through him because he's kind of off. And then the guy's kind of like this. Most tackles, even left tackles, are not Trent Williams. Obviously, most right tackles are pretty average. And most, I would say, half the left tackles around the league are very, very hit or miss. That when you're this good, you're just going to dominate. It's why the best pass rushers are dominate, right? Like who's blocking this guy, Miles Garrett, his brother went healthy. The top guys, you, when you watch the game on Monday or Sunday night football or Sunday, you're just like, if you're watching that player, like, what are they supposed to do? You have to cheat. Yeah, I mean, it changes the offense. You have to cheat. All right, what to watch for Saturday? We'll be on the live stream after Vikings Niners, but we know that Trey Lance isn't playing. This is not so many. Uh, this is not so many. Uh, not as many starters as we saw Week One or in Week Three. Skull. You think what, they do the chant in preseason? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I would I would guess they do too. I think they do. You only get so many chances. So what to watch for? I mean. We've talked a little bit about Brock Purdy and Nate Sudfeld. And we talked a lot in the offseason about if you were going all in on Trey Lance, do you need a more experienced backup quarterback like Colt McCoy, who was available and ultimately re-signed at a, a low rate with the uh, with the Cardinals? But we've been to a lot of practices. We watched one preseason game. It sounds like it seems like there is some confidence in both Sudfeld and, and Purdy. So we'll put that at the top of the list of what to watch for on Saturday. I've come around a little on Sudfeld. I just think I probably a little group thinky uh, since the moment happened with the Eagles. And just maybe I just fell into the camp like this guy's got to suck. Everyone thought he sucked. Everyone thought the Eagles tanked because of him. So I never, I guess, took him that seriously. Uh, But I do think with the practices we've been at, he's looked very, very capable. Uh, I thought the preseason game, he made some fantastic throws. You had a prominent player shoot you a DM or text that, you know, we, we were being, I think, too hard on him. And I, I, I we're not alone. I think a lot of people just assume he's not very good. Like, if you just ask a random person, they would go, Nate, oh, that guy's terrible. And then you kind of just, coaches love him. Players love him. He does have a very talented, he's, he's a talented thrower of the football. I think, to me, my knock on him is like, can the guy move? And I, I do think it's harder to play in 2022 when you can't move. Like Colt McCoy ultimately is pretty athletic. He doesn't like I would imagine Nate Sudfeld has a much stronger arm than Colt McCoy, but Colt can run around even though he's 10 years older than him. But there's a reason this guy is sticking around. Now, we talked about before we hopped on, there's a bias in scouting when you like a guy but the guy's not a very good player, but you root for him as a player. And I think it happens sometimes, like it happened with Solomon Thomas and John Lynch. I think it happened with Mayock and Cleveland Farrell, right? You can just really fall in love with the person and you like want him to be a better player. And it can happen vice versa too. The guy's such a good player, but he's a shithead and you, you know, but I think it happens a lot with good guys. You're like, God, I just want this guy to be good so much. And I think that could happen with the quarterback position because when you're not playing, right? your intangible stuff, like you in the office, you're doing a lot of coaching stuff. Like how often when you're watching a game on Sunday, hell, it happens on Saturday too. If the backup quarterback's there with a thing in his ear, hat on, helmet to the side, something, a clipboard, usually next to the coordinator. Like he's, he's like playing an active role in the whole thing. And then you hear the stories of quarterbacks talking about like what he does for them during the week. It's like me and the backups meet on our off day to go over scouting reports I would imagine sometimes the backups come prepared as well. You know, like when you go to a potluck, it's not like they show up empty handed. I I think they play a huge role in coaches. Shit, you and I uh, definitely just the casual fan never see. We we can't even quantify it. So if he throws a couple, if he had to start a game and he sucks, we'd just be like, screw this guy. But to Kyle, it's like, I don't think you guys understand his value because I'm with him every day. And Trey, I'm with him every day. And his value in the building of, hell, maybe he's a really positive person. Now, I'm not defending this because I think it can get you in weird spots because you can rely on that guy immediately, right? If Trey has a high ankle sprain week one and is out a month, I mean, there is no hiding Sudfeld. Like, you have to play. And I think that's where I think those guys would say, well, we feel pretty confident about it. It's like, well, 
I would bet against it, but I, I'm I'm prepared. I might be wrong. I, the Jets are saying that with Flacco. Like you guys don't understand how good Flacco is. He's been playing awesome. Like they're, uh, we think we can win a couple games if Zach's not ready to go week one. Like they're putting that out already, and uh, they're not alone, right? If if you've been falling football, this consistently happens our entire life. But then eventually, that when that guy gets thrown in, you're like, well, they were a little off, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. hard, partly because well, it's very very difficult, right? It's the one, it's definitely the position where. There are like 15 guys that you feel good about, and about seven of those everyone talks shit about as well. And anytime a backup quarterback plays, it's a bad situation. They're being by nature, by they are Someone by definition suspended. They're, yeah. They're being put in a bad situation. You know, you, your emergency contact, you just made me think of this, is not necessarily your best friend. It's somebody you trust the most because they need to answer the phone. When you are in an emergency and backup quarterbacks are emergency contacts. So it's not necessarily about trying to find the most yeah. talented. That's why my mother calls my brother. <laughs> it's not about trying to find, well, if he doesn't answer, then you know, you better answer. He is but store, but. It's not about trying to find the most talent. It is about having a trustworthy person. I got a DM from somebody today who actually told me that they ran into you at the Bay club many years ago. Who's friends with Sudfeld's family because Sudfeld's from like Modesto or something. Did you know that? I've I did not know talk about this, it recently, but until uh, this person DM me and I, I was like, wait a second, why are you friends with the Sudfelds? And he said, people, he, he got kind of got a rep as Kirk Cousins Jr. back when they were in Washington together. Jay Gruden and Sean McVay drafted Nate Sudfeld. That's who was in charge of, you know, Kyle wasn't there, but it was Sean McVay and uh, Jay Gruden was the head coach um, as a six round pick. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you could argue there's just qu- quite a bit of trust there. And a lot of it goes to the value of having him around Trey Lance, especially with an inexperienced. I know Brian Greasy played. Brian Greasy would b- actually could handle the Lions staff. He'd probably be the Lions. Well, him and Brunel, that'd be a good team. Brunel against Greasy. But there's probably a value, right? Nate Sudfeld's been in more QB meetings uh, in the last five years than Brian Greasy has. Do you know where I think Sudfeld is hard for us out West? Is he played, played in the big, he played in the Big Ten and he played at one of the worst Big Ten schools, so we don't watch him. Yeah, but then you find out you're like, well, he's a West Coast guy. How do you end up at Indiana? I just pulled up his wiki. He was actually committed to go to Arizona in it would have been you know probably the 2010 or 11. Yeah, it would have been 11. And then I think Stoops got fired. That's probably when Rich Rod came in. Well, obviously Sudfeld's not a Rich Rod guy. And that's when he signed with Indiana, yeah. which you would say it feels like has run more pro style stuff. Isn't is Tedford wasn't uh, the Fresno State guy? Didn't he go there for a minute and come back? Uh, so it's like they run a real NFL program. And then, like you said, it was Sean McVay and Jay Gruden. I honestly just I, I didn't even know that until we just talked it out. Makes me understand him a lot more. Doug. West Coast guy, right? That's his offensive philosophy. I know he changed, right? He became more like RPO stuff. But like Doug Peterson at his core played for Mike Shula and Andy Reid in the 90s. Like that's who taught him football. I I, I get Nate Sudfeld a lot more now that I kind of look at his bio and kind of just see. Because I I guess in my mind, it's like Modesto. Like so what I – probably my own fault. It's pretty easy to look these guys up. I assumed he was like a JC transfer and he was just kind of like an undrafted free agent. Then once you're at practice, you're like I get it. I see that he looks the part, probably a smart guy. I, but he was drafted. I bet a lot of teams around the league, you know, every guy that's going to get drafted at quarterback, a quarterback coach, an offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback, Tom Brady, or, you know, uh, Jalen hurts. You evaluate the quarterbacks every year. I saw, what was Kyle talking about? Oh, he's talking about Kevin O'Connell. And he's like, we've never worked together. But, you know, what's funny is my first year as a quarterback coach is when he was coming out in the draft. And I remember vividly watching him at San Diego State because he was a guy going to go in like the top three or four rounds. And so you just get a, you know, as a position coach or a coordinator, and as a coordinator, I mean, the most important position is the quarterback. You do get a pretty good, like you you spend a lot of time for a couple months in the offseason getting to kind of know these guys. Usually, how often do you see like, you know, this guy worked out with 30 of the teams? It's just a natural part of the business. And quarterbacks, I mean, who do they ultimately like the most? Other quarterbacks, right? Or or offensive coordinators. Who do they like talking with? Quarterbacks. Because what do quarterbacks talk like? Coaches kind of, right? So it's just, I, I, I get this. 
I I, I do. Because you and I got Brock Purdy. We're like, you know, this guy's pretty highly touted. Uh, he, you know, the picture that went viral yesterday, he was the Arizona player of the year in high school, helped make Iowa State have like their best three or four years ever. Remember, I think it was last year or two years ago, it was senior night and Campbell was crying and, and he said after the game, this is the most successful senior class in the history of this program. And it happens every once in a while at a big program, right? They go on a great run. When I say a big program, like a power five program that just has like their best win losses over a three or four year period. And the coach is so proud of like that senior class. They're like, these guys changed it for us. Fitzgerald's done it before. It just happens every once in a while at a program, not like Ohio State or Alabama because that's like impossible, but like at a program like Iowa State. And I get Purdy. Like his only knock, it was on NFL Network the other day, like just the Niner game. Click on Niner Packers. I'm like, oh, they're rerunning like the regular season game. And I was like, no, the pretty season game. But I was like, I just kind of left it on, had the volume on in the background, like cooking dinner. And one thing Tim Ryan says, now Tim Ryan can be a little hyperbolic, but it was like, if this guy was 6'4", I think he would have been in the mix. He said a first round pick. But I do believe him that, or I do agree that if he was 6'4", he would have been a much more talked about prospect, maybe second, third round, but he wouldn't have been Mr. Irrelevant, right? I mean, the knock on him is he's tiny. If he was Nate Sudfeld's height, he would right. have been drafted much higher. Now, yeah. how high he doesn't have Sudfeld has a better he, arm. He might have a better arm if he was Nate Sudfeld's height, but yeah. Sudfeld has a good one thing this this guy gave me the other day was one of the reasons Sudfeld was going to go to Arizona was because he was he him and Foles were were tight. Did you know that? So no. You knew that he was going to go to Arizona. Oh, no, only because of this DM I got the other day. When who does he – doesn't he kind of have Nick Foles vibes? Well, yeah, yeah, and I think Foles is a – Foles is a very high-level guy, and clearly Nate has a lot of that too. So Arizona was sneaky on some, like, pretty right quarterbacks with Stoops' brother, Yeah, who's the worst brother, right? Mike. Who, Mark is the one at Kentucky. Yeah, Bob and Mike. Mike was – Absolute batshit crazy. Like, I I, I think he was kind of like, remember Ed Ogeron at Ole Miss, where it was like, he is just nuts. Yeah. I think Mike had kind of vibes like that, like when in his Arizona stint. But was he, was he somebody's defensive coordinator now? Is yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln fired him. Uh, oh, he's at sure. Kentucky. He's a linebacker coach at Kentucky. Uh, he was you, the DC. How did he get at, that job? He was the DC at FAU last year. Gotcha. How'd he get that job? Yeah. Uh, Anthony on the stream says, Don Yee's playing 4D chess. Brady won't retire until the Niners cut Jimmy at the end of August. I don't know if Brady's just here to be a pawn for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's in cahoots on that one. Uh, two other quick things, John, before we go. Uh, this little note here, Mike McDaniel says, wrong one, Mike McDaniel says that Tua is the most accurate, catch, throws the most accurate catchable ball I've ever seen. You know, Tua was 68% completion percentage last year. Could be worse for a second-year quarterback. And 64, 65% as rookie year. I think the knock was downfield throwing. 16 touchdowns, 10 picks. Because I heard someone talking about Jalen Waddle, like his yards per catch for a guy with had like 90 catches were pretty low. Well, why? He's probably getting a lot of screens and like wheel routes, right? Might get some more of those this year. <laughs> I think he's going to get a ton. Um, Bijan Robinson, Texas' is running back. One of the top players in all of college football. Have you seen his NIL promotion? No. He has mustard called Bijan Mustardson. <laughs> it's Dijon mustard. And it says, it tastes like a touchdown in your mouth. That's I don't know what that good. means. but I think that's pretty good. Don't you? It's pretty good. Yep. Bijan Robinson's Bijan Mustardson. It's like a touchdown in your mouth. It's made in Austin, Texas, so maybe. It's what did you see the the nil one going viral of the guy like auto insurance or the coldest? <laughs> what what was that? Where did that guy play? North Dakota, uh, Nebraska. But his Nebraska. name is Coldest, so it's oh it's, it's for air conditioners. Oh yeah, HVAC units. It it is the coldest Crawford. People forget. Uh, and most people that never saw. Pretty it. poorly executed, but 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 if you grew idea. up if you grew up in the Sacramento area. In the heyday of the Kings, Vladi, Peja, Mike Bibby, they used to do these car commercials that are just, if you watched it now, honestly, it would feel more like the 70s than like 1999. The three of them in this tiny little convertible. My favorite part about that HVAC commercial, and I would imagine he is not alone. Wouldn't you imagine if you went to some SEC programs and smaller communities, there would be similar commercials? Yeah. They are truly pretty great, right? You mean because they're bad? 
Yeah, but just because I, I do think that the person on the other end filming it is trying, and it's just it's so cheesy. But they're they're not trying to be that cheesy. That's just right, kind of right. they're just that's, trying that's, to make. They a are real limited commercial. by their production budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did see Josh Kelly, the receiver for Fresno State, has a commercial for like a local bank in Fresno, and it's actually it's the production is very good. What does he say? I bank here, come bank here, get best like, rates. He's like, he's like in a parking lot and they do the little date and time at the bottom, like the classic sports center. Remember every sports center ad would say like 943, July 17th. You know how they, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, do that. Yeah. They show the bank and then he's just in the parking lot. Like he catches a ball behind his head. He catches a ball behind his butt. And then like one of the bank employees steps in. He's like, all right, I got this. He's like, all right, Jennifer, throw it in there. And Jennifer like throws a bullet as the guy has his back to Jennifer and it just hits the guy in the back of the head and ricochets off. I mean, I don't really know what the point was, but it was the production value was very good. The production value was good. I, I, I we're just, you know, you live in bigger cities. You're not going to get those commercials as much yeah. as the smaller yeah. towns that let's well, face it kind of resonate. It's what's great about watching. I'll tell you this. I was watching the Jags game on NFL plus the other day. The NFL preseason broadcasts have the local commercials. Trevor Lawrence is part of one of the worst. I mean, it is a terrible, terrible commercial. He's like, hi, I'm Trevor Lawrence. You already know about the great care that you get from Henderson Orthopedics. You know what? I'm going to call an audible on this commercial. I'm going to tell you about the great people at Henderson Orthopedics. I mean, it is so bad. It is so bad. It's. I wish you could just watch a Jags game for that commercial, but I'm going to end on this. I, I was uh, with a guy who knew a guy very closely that was the doctor, uh, uh, main doctor in the Vegas area. And uh, he's like, you get compensated usually. Like he worked with the Knights and they pay you. You, you yeah. know, this guy's a successful doctor. Right. You know, Tiger's gone to him. Like you, you get the doctor like, I don't need you for the publicity. I'm good at it. I, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I want to be, but it's like, it's not worth my time. Like I'm not just coming to hockey games, right? Yeah. And it's a little risky, right? Like you, the, the Raiders moved to town. He's like, hey man, they, they went to him naturally. He left after a year. They don't pay. It's like you know they don't pay at all, or they pay poorly. Zero. They just think like, oh, you don't even want to be part of us, the NFL. He's like, yeah, no, I don't need you. Like I'm a successful doctor here. <laughs> if you want the best for your highly trained uh, athletes, important assets, you should yeah. use me. Tiger can pay me you for know, my work. That's how this works. Yeah. Who, who, everyone, you get paid. This is a business. Makes the world go around. This, this is 1987, guys. Time to adapt here. We're not working in trade here. Wasn't trying to end with a shot at the Raiders, but it's just I did get the story. Wanted to relate yeah, to just, people. It so happened to be the last thing we talked about. <laughs> All right, the uh, the uh, Saturday preseason game. We'll be there afterwards. We'll be here on YouTube. So uh, tune in for that Saturday night. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of, we got games Thursday. We got games Friday. We got games Saturday. We got games Sunday. John will have full reports of all the preseason games coming up on Saturday night. Can't wait for that insight. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Much love. Keep it real. Yeah. Deuces. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. 
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.